The opinions expressed in the following are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the producers and the comic den Mississauga. Also, the following contains mature material and mild language which may not be suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. You're going to have to um, turn, uh, just, re just remember to speak up for a couple seconds because uh, my ears are ringing again after uh, forgetting to turn off the monitor while attempting to hit the record button and I got the uh, theme music blaring badly <laughs> in my ear. So uh, there's a bit of a ringing in my ear. Okay, after two months, uh, we're back. And boy, has a lot happened in two months, but we'll get back, get to that in a little bit. But um, in case you're wondering, welcome to back to the uh, small town community of Streetsville in, in the heart of Mississauga, or I guess a distant part of it. <laughs> um, Mike Nichols the with lower you. Vowels. Yeah, the lower. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't the, call it that. Uh, yeah, there's the ghetto. <laughs> Um, Mike Nicholas, uh, Mike Nicholas, James Austin, and the Comic Den brothers, a Anthony and Terry Visser are here. Uh, that's around the table for this episode. As I said, um, and I guess we should welcome back Terry. It's been a month since he's actually, he's actually, um, come, like, started being up and about, but, um... It's still... Well, it's almost a month. It's been four months four since months. my four months. surgery. Well, it's been four months since your surgery, but, like, you were still off, very much off your feet for, like, some time after that. No, three months. For three months so he only came back down he only started you know well walking again really over the last month ago. yeah so how's how's the foot it's still quite swollen still quite <laughs> we had to like when he came back like like your 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 foot was like in a soft cat was it soft cast or air a cast it's called it's a walking cast a walking a cast. removable walking cast mm -hmm. it was on in that for some weeks yeah and then like last week or two weeks or last yeah, week or two weeks ago yeah a, now, now you're walking now. without it so more or less, so my foot still looks like I'm wearing a cast because it's swollen so much. Still, <laughs> so it looks like it just has like a, a large boot on it. Yeah, um, couldn't find a sandal big enough. Yeah, how? It, yeah, this one was. Uh, and when you went down, you were down for a while. Yeah, like, yeah, down major, longer than any of major us. Major surgery. Uh huh. Lot, lot were done to my foot. Yeah, we, my poor little foot. Got. Like we had some stories after he got back, right? Uh, you mentioned. Um, the bit about your subsequent hospital visits after, and then the x-ray, and then seeing some of the x-rays. Oh, the x-rays are scary. You better describe this just quickly, because I, you know, well, say, put this I, in I your don't know words. if the audience wants to hear what they did all to my foot, <laughs> but they basically broke my foot in half and then realigned it, and then I have three pins holding it together and some staples. It was major work done, and uh, that's why it's still swollen after you know, like four or five months. Yeah, and you mentioned after after that, like yeah, after a visit, you had one of the attendants there. Well, they they uh, before the surgeon saw me. Uh, this was after they, the they surgery. put uh, my X rays on the monitor there, and everybody that walked by was staring at the my X rays. <laughs> and a person came up to me. You did some work done. And I was like, yeah. So and, you know, it's incredible. How many? <laughs> Count the number of pins yeah. and win a prize. <laughs> so we would have had, um, like, we joked uh, that, that we we would have had visuals for on the website. Yeah, unfortunately, but, I don't have uh, an X-ray for it. Yeah, and like, any, I was hoping that I was able to put an X-ray on the. Any computer versions of the files are like right. Terry phone, Terry phone. Any compu any uh, versions of the of the files are. Uh, Unfortunately, proprietary, so they're they're not general JPEG. They can no. only be viewed through a special oh, program. <laughs> so, well, always business going on, always stuff going on. Sorry about that, folks. So there's, uh, I guess that, and well, at least he's up and at least you know it's good to see Terry up and about now. So, um, hobbling around. Yeah, uh, Murray Charcot, and we found out somebody, uh, a well-known. Star, kind of Catwoman from the Batman, Would Julie you, Newmar. Julie Newmar. She's seventy-nine <laughs> years old, and she was just diagnosed with CMT. I was diagnosed mm -hmm. when I was ten, wow. but there's you know you have level degrees of, and it's unknown how bad hers is. I well, she just, she just said that she always kind of walked like she was drunk, and whenever she had trouble walking, she just latch on to the the cutest guy that she saw. <laughs> like, the nearest cute guy. I think yeah. She put it. So how? But me, like, how, 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 like, what level are we talking about with you? 
Well, I've had seven surgeries on so my, that's pretty my right reasonable foot. level. Pretty high level we're talking yeah. about. Right? Well, yeah, I have major... The higher ones are in wheelchairs. For okay. Us. Yeah, though when I was younger, the, the doctors told me that I would be in a wheelchair bound by when I was in my teens. Yeah, but here and you are. And now I'm, I'm 40-something, and I'm walking still and walking unassisted, which so... knock on wood. And he knocked on his head, just for <laughs> reference. And uh, I'm... I'm Still able to walk on his Yeah, uh, give him credit. As I said, you have to you know, give it credit, right? Give yourself a little credit. Yeah. Anyway, um, so there's that. As I said, it's good to see good to see Terry again. Good to uh, and it's good to be doing the microphones again. Know. Good to see mm-hmm. good to see James again because it's been a last time I saw James was um, well we uh, the odd time after uh, here in the uh, here in um, the den, but. Really, the last time I saw James was when we had to redo episode fifty, and that was still fun. We're still—I'm still sort of recovering from that, and that's probably why we took. And that's part of the reason why we took almost two months to do another episode. Although I was, although I, like I said, I was actually not feeling well. But mm-hmm. episode fifty was still a hoot, and we're still hearing a lot of, quite a bit about that today, and lots of calls to hear the real version of that, which will be heard. Uh, which will be answered uh, hopefully by the end of the year. Just so you know, um, it w- it's been archived onto a disc, so um, so it'll be it'll come up when I'm bored again. Maybe we should put it up in that two month hiatus. I don't know. I thought you were gonna like take a part of the wall in your new condo and just cement it in there. Yeah, that's right. And then like we could once we could paint it in. Ready, willing could, we and could ready, it, just boom, take it. We could out. just take that out, and you know it'll be spackled into the wall. So. But uh, yeah, um, it's there, and as I said, we'll eventually put it up. And I think we then the feedback was it was kind of nice to hear some of the positive, uh, some of the feedback. M- more people angry that we didn't put up the real version. Mm-hmm. Other people more surprised that I was able to um, take out as much of the naughty stuff as I could. So and actually make it seem somewhat cohesive. It was a good, it was an okay job. It was still fun to do. Looking back. But boy, was the timing on that episode just bad. So, anyway, um, but yeah, the full version of episode 50 will hopefully come on by the end of the year. Okay, uh, I guess we shouldn't delay this much longer. It's been two months. Lots has happened, and we really should talk about some of it. Um, first half of the show, in this segment, we'll talk about the anime end, and in the second second part, we'll talk about the manga end. That's uh, basically how it's going to go, right? Mm-hmm. And... Even with all that, sometimes you really don't know where to start, and we're going to start with the anime side. And as I said, we don't know where to start. Uh, actually, let's since we haven't brought it up yet, and this was all this is really old news as far back as before Anime North. The Bandai stuff, the consolidation of um, Bandai Visual, uh, Bandai Visual USA, and Bandai Entertainment into one unit. Um, you do is do we have anything just quickly to say on that beforehand, or? Like, I don't know what else. I don't think any of that is really surprising at all. I think a lot of people expected it sooner because of the craziness of pricing and the way Bandai Visual was trying to make the American market into the Japanese market for select titles, and it It just doesn't work. It was a failed experiment. They tried. They tried to do something a little bit different, and and it didn't work. I I mean, I said this like a year ago, like when, when we really started to hear about this. I said... Some uh, sometimes the consumers have to be careful about what they wish for. If they really want to be treated like the Japanese market, you can get it, and you'll get it all good and bad. Yeah. You'll get the simultaneous release, but you could get the pricing. And then I know I was ganged up on at the time over that over the, over making that comment. And I see there, I see that point now. I see that point, and I always did. And I'll re- and I'll reiterate this by saying, in the end, and this is a shot at what happened. Um, in the end, you are going into a market that's used to certain things. Well, it's it did okay for the the, the diehards. I mean, we sold quite a few copies of a lot of the uh, the shows. There were people that would want it no matter what the price, uh, and let, they were and, willing to support it. But the problem is, you need the numbers to really make it worthwhile. Now, they just didn't get the kind of numbers that they needed. Numbers in to terms make. of just plain sales, just, just sheer plain sales. sales. Yeah, forget forget money being made. Because they can make it, a lot on the the diehard market just wasn't big enough. So it's more of an interest of what's going to happen now because now that it's a part of Bandai Entertainment, it sounds like 
some things maybe will be rethinked and will be a regular release and some will be a boutique release just like they did. So it doesn't mean that the pricing so scheme is out of the woods it yet. It doesn't mean anything's really yeah. necessarily have changed. Mm-hmm. To this point, uh, they haven't. Just, no. I mean, we've seen, we're seeing some of the initial repricing of, the, or initial re-releasing of some of the old Bandai visual titles. And the prices aren't that much better. I mean, only not only. Well, what they are little. finding out is what the, with the uh, Harui, the melancholy Harui, that if you put enough nice extras in it, you can get some good money on the, out of the discs. And they're doing it again with the Lucky Stars. And they're so doing they're finding it. I mean, be going about it a different way. Instead of just putting out a disc at a high price, throw in some extras that they can that didn't cost them a lot of money, and they can still get that high price. Well, I. Sometimes extras are cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, no, I mean, no, no, going through about that. going through the uh, like having bought her uh, on a personal level, having bought Haruhi on uh, with with all the extras. Yeah. there are some mm. nice extras. Yeah, there are some yeah. nice extras with it. I have to, you have to admit. Uh, although the pillowcase right now will stay sealed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But there's other things they've been experimenting. Like a lot of them now, they are trying to get the manga of that anime series and then put it in with the special box like they've done with Code Geass and uh, Eureka 7. And the other thing they're doing now is those like part one where you get like nine episodes or whatever instead of like the regular four at a higher price. And then you have the two regular discs separately uh, and then your box, whatever. Well, what you can say is like the Goran Lagan, it's the the initial release is going to be subtitled only, but it's going to have a higher episode count. And then later on, you get yeah, the bilingual, bilingual one at a lower episode count. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of them, they just find it's the better way to do it is like the way a lot of the stuff is released in North America as season sets. Mm-hmm. You yeah. put 13 episodes or whatever mm-hmm. into a box and sell it at a, a, it's still a reasonable price. Mm-hmm. And people are more inclined to go for it because they seem to be getting you know, a, a better package. Well, we were... And the stores prefer it too because mm-hmm. that you can stick nicely yeah. on the mm-hmm. shelf. It's a lot harder the, dealing with a lot of individual the discs. Half season sets. Yeah. I think we, yeah, we, we, we were I talking mean, about no that doubt, with no, Funimation. Yeah, and we'll, because... no doubt we'll come back to that. Actually, let's hold that thought because uh, the Funimation stuff, one? you know, obviously they're going to come into this conversation. It'll come in a bit later. So um, I'd like to hold that for just a second. Um, and, you know, with Bandai, um, no, I guess since on the topic of Haruhi, um, we didn't really we didn't really bring up the fact that the manga and the, the manga was picked up. The manga and the novels were picked up uh, in one swoop by, by Yen, Yen Press. Press. Yen Press. Nobody saw this coming. Nobody really saw it coming with Yen Press. I think. We I, saw, I think. We saw the... I think. I think. I kind of maybe could have seen it in regards that they're backed by a big book publisher and probably they wanted more penetration than say if they got just a regular manga publisher who that's all they do. Okay. You know what I mean? I see your point, and let's get back. And, and isn't it uh, the novels are under, is it Little Brown yes, or Brown. YA? No, I, I did talk about Little Brown because we, I brought them up too. That's right, we brought and it So would you rather have the books, say, in a bookstore under the manga section, or would you rather have it under the young adult section? That's another problem that light novels have faced, and I think they want to reach more of the young adult section than the mm-hmm. manga section because they already know okay. the people in the manga section they have and this tells you how much i remember because i know we brought up this conversation back in episode 48 yeah i think so. we did okay so i guess there's all that's the deal with bandai and we'll see how that goes for them over the next couple months lucky star seems to be doing okay oh, yeah lucky star they picked up the manga remember yeah they picked that up too that was funny because yeah. i thought uh, yem press would uh, bring that out and the only reason is they've managed to corner the market on bringing on all these nice little uh, four comma mm-hmm. mangas out yeah the only one people really know still is Azamangadayo. other than that lucky star i think was probably going for a little uh bidding war itself it's interesting. But it's a good thing for them for marketing-wise and everything like that. Well, it's tie, it all ties together. Yeah. So there's, uh, well, there's Bandai. And as I said, it's not, you know, it's not as bad. I mean, certainly it's worse for a lot of other companies. And uh, Bandai seems to be, like, there's news at least on Bandai. But um, then it gets more interesting from that point. And I guess I start by saying, as we get to the next couple companies, uh, where, where, where do we should we do the bad news or the good news first? Well, let's go with the bad news. And I guess uh, we, I start by saying 
has the bubble burst after all the a couple of months? I mean, somebody asked me that. Uh, one of the regular listeners wrote me asking, "Has has has the bubble burst? And has the bubble burst, especially on the anime side, especially with with what's what's happened to ADV?" Well, the bubble burst a long I, time ago. Burst, I hate yeah. to tell you, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the market's changed drastically over the last year and a half. I'd say. I, I, yeah. I mean, I replied to I replied to I replied to my friend saying. Um, Burst is kind of an extreme word. I mean, it has certainly changed. It's deflated mm-hmm. more it's than deflated than, than destroyed. Uh, I th- it beca- it was a bit of a fad for one at one point. That just people got involved in it. People got onto the bandwagon just because of what it was. It was the new hot thing, and that inflated it a little bit higher than it probably should have been. It's still to somewhat a niche market, but they tried to Mainstream make it more. It? And some titles you can do that, but they were trying to do it for a lot of titles that you just couldn't. And eventually, yeah, the things that, collapse that because thing you're not going to get the numbers, and then some of the money men start pulling the money. Yeah, and that's yeah. what happened. And that's sort of what happened here. With oh, well, that's that's putting some of that into that's saying a little bit about it in terms of the ADV situation, Jane. Right? Yeah. James? Well, that one is an interesting situation in itself, especially when you hear uh, their reply at Anime Expo for ADV at the very least, where they said uh, Sojits uh, basically ran on spreadsheets. And I guess they said they don't run on spreadsheets, which can be good and bad. Yes, you'll have those titles you want for the fans, but you still want your main titles that are at least going to make you some money. And I think at the end of the day, the Japanese said, you know what, this is nuts. And supposedly they just went to Funimation, just went there and yeah. said, can you just take the titles? They didn't even do what Genyon did and go to all these other distributors to have like a bidding war. They just went yeah, straight. Was, to... But well, Funimation I mean... said they do do spreadsheets. And I understand what he's saying is that you want to see, do you actually have a fan base? Do you have the genre? Do you have the numbers before you release something to make sure you have at least three good titles and not three bad titles? Well... Uh, what was mentioned somewhere with kind of related to with Funimation is they were talking about the um, uh, Afro Samurai. The amount of money they made on that disc that they put out mm-hmm. it was about double what they expect to make from all yeah, ADV they, yeah. and Genion titles that they've picked up. Yeah, which and that's a lot. just. And they supposedly uh, they made a lot of money on Witchblade too. Like supposedly that they said they they thought it would be okay because it'd be crossing some genres into yeah. comics and that. But they said they did way better, yeah. and obviously it did way better than Japan. And Gonzo was very happy because it oh, yeah. underperformed in Japan a lot supposedly. Well, there, there's more, you could say, at least some knowledge of it here because mm-hmm. of the the comics. Yeah. As opposed to in Japan, where there really wasn't any. So there was something inborn already, something yeah. already kind of worked. Well, you also had the, the TV show, the live action. TV you had a live show. action TV show here that wasn't didn't last too terribly long, but there was there was, there was exposure yeah. here yeah. to the character and that. Probably mm-hmm. quite. So a there bit. was. Some Sounds like there was quite a bit anyway. Yeah. yeah, I think they said they expected the bump, but they got more than that, which is always good to hear. Yeah, I mean, going back to ADV, one thing about ADV is, like. I mean, to their credit, I mean, I don't know if it's to their credit or to their detriment, they really covered up a lot of what was going on, or at least as best they could. I mean, they certainly tried to gloss over a lot of what was going on, and then at a point, they just couldn't anymore. I mean, it just all just collapsed on them. That's normal for almost any company. They're not going to let out there what's actually going on. They still have to keep face. And to some extent, too, if they let out too much, it can make things end up worse than oh, yeah. it would have been otherwise. Because remember, fair, they're trying to find... They could speed things up. They're trying to find other investors to fix the leak you ship. And mm-hmm. if you have your investors hearing the rumor mill, they're not going to want yeah, to invest and in us. Obviously, they're keeping obviously uh, very much uh, on wraps who this new investor is. I think they said Otakon, so this Sunday. So I'll we'll find out. Yeah, and we are panel. sitting on the uh, edge of Otakon here. I wouldn't um, hold my breath, but hopefully we'll see what happens. The interesting part is that, like, now you under... Like, when Sojits, when the Sojits thing collapsed and, like, you know, when everything fell apart with Sojits, we really knew how much... Uh, we got to a, a real sense of how much Sojits... You know, how much Sojits... Um, what, how deep Sojits kind of got themselves or into into um, into ADV and like 
what they ended up taking with them. It was crippling. It was, it was yeah. like it was what basically they, all it was their basically catalog all, for the it was past two years, basically. Correct. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everything, a lot of stuff, including the stuff that we thought they had saved, and like, and it, it's again the idea of putting too many eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, the other like, it's just weird. Like, like w- w- when we talked about them losing Gurren Lagann a couple months ago, we thought it was at the cost of probably saving a couple of other titles, and a lot of them. We hope, and we thought one of them was one key one was Devil May Cry because we were talking brand recognition yeah. already. It was worth that one was worth keeping, if only because Devil May Cry is a known commodity in North yeah, America. Mm-hmm. Video games, and yeah, such. they lost that obviously. And probably Konami was involved in that too. Uh, Capcom, so, Capcom, yeah, Capcom, 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 sorry, Capcom, but, Konami. Yeah. But yeah, now, but as I said, it was a known commodity, so it was worth trying to keep. And keep in mind, with ADV, one of their top selling titles was a pretty bad one, Tekken. For, so you know that it was so no matter what it was still worth trying to keep no matter how bad the anime is I don't know how it is actually so uh, I have to profess it's mixed but mixed, uh, mixed it's interesting though for that one because they just uh, solicited in October Devil May Cry all the singles basically for October okay so they will well, be getting that ca- but it's interesting though, up, though it's interesting though for Funimation and Sojits Canon 6 was the only one solicited in October the to rest of them weren't so it makes me think instead of just resoliciting all the singles like they did for Genion they think it's better just give everyone who missed the last volume their single and then they're just going to box yeah. it for everyone else I, I see that happening but obviously Devil May Cry it's going to sell way more. It still has the potential mm-hmm. to sell more in singles. Yeah. Well, let yeah. me. So, since you brought up Canon Six, and that's like, like the thing is, like, um, I don't. Uh, when the Genion thing happened last year, and like we're now about a year at, removed from what from the events of the Genion situation la- uh, now. So, like, I mean, when it happened last year, from a personal standpoint, I could say I had nothing inve- personally invested or waiting for. This it's a little different this time around with ADV. Uh, with with ADV because I had like um, at least two series on the go. I think welcome Canon to NHK and NHK yeah. both were both on the go per, for me personally. Um, so I, I now fully I fully understand how what the those who were in the Genion camp were going through a year ago. Um, the thing to me is that I mean you don't know how many t- how many times the whole singles singles uh, singles sales can die. I mean I I, I mean I thought. I thought that what happened with Genion could have ruined the singles industry. Shame on me for believing in it just a little bit longer. For the most part, the singles is for rental. Mm-hmm. Uh, you generally sell them to diehards, the, the diehards, and to the video stores. Yeah, and, and it was kind of it's kind of. I think uh, it's it's been dying fair bit in yeah, the it's video dying, stores already it's been for dying a while. For I think Funimation, like they had an interview, many people were interviewing the president and he was talking about various things and he said, for the main big series, you know you can sell, it'll be in singles, but everything else is going to be in box sets for them for the future, yeah, for which we've seen with uh, the October releases. But yeah. that can be a double-edged sword from what we've seen coming up, but I guess we'll mention that we'll later. We'll mention it a bit later. Um, well, the, the problem with doing nothing but box sets, it's a lot more or higher expense initially. It's a, it's yeah. a sticker. Because you've got there's a, your, there's your sticker. No, not just not for the, the consumer. He's on, he, If he wants it, he's going to buy it, and there's no big deal. Whether he pays it in one lump sum or partially, it's for the company who now has to dub a lot more episodes they have a lot more they have to expense before they can even find out if it's going to sell. So it's a more ri- that's the it's other a side far higher risk for them. Well, that. they mentioned that yeah, it takes many more months before they realize whether it's gold or not or what's yeah, it's happening. Yeah, a bigger risk on the company. Mm-hmm. And that's why you, you would see them going to digital for, uh, distribution. For uh, for for a consumer standpoint, it, you know, they're happy with the lump sum, I guess. Yeah. Well, generally, it's a little bit less than what you would have paid for individually. There's so many you're still a little bit the ahead there. But, um, but for the most part, if you really want the series, you're going to buy it. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not that it's you know cost prohibitive. That you know the box sets cost you know five hundred dollars. It's still within range. Yeah. But for a company who has to go and produce, you know, a few hundred thousand of these box sets to get them mm-hmm. out into the market to see if it'll even sell. That's a huge expense. Yeah, mm. and sometimes may not be always worth it. No. Where if you it's, it's just a scary, put it's out a single a disc, it's a lot lower risk if it doesn't work. 
you can right away adjust by the next disc. Mm-hmm. Like well, whether it be for to box or put a higher episode count. Well, or, just, or just, just duplicate less. Or just, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, the thing There's is with many ways to compensate. Yeah. Box sets, you get the whole thing. You know, like with singles, you know, like the series, if it doesn't sell well, they may decide to stop. That's, yes, thank you. Uh, that's the advantage that's, to the consumer. Yeah, you at least know you've got a f- yeah, and half season yeah. or a full season. And that's probably the scary proposition. As opposed to getting three discs and then finding. And that's kind of the scary them. proposition when you get to a really long series. But we'll get to that in a second. Because we've had that the yeah. series just stopped. Anyway, um, I guess so, so. We've said enough about ADV. Um, by the way, I think uh, what was the other other thing? Uh, should we have a doomsday clock for a ADV, a death watch for them right now? <laughs> no, they're still they're releasing sure. stuff in they're box sets. They're still releasing <laughs> stuff they released four years ago. Actually, yeah. I think enough. I think Pre-Tier is coming is is now on its third or fourth box set release. It, it, it all you depends know. on how much money they had involved. Like just because their backer pulled out and pulled out how all much the titles, do, how much do they have left? Well, it's more how much does it cost them. If the money that the backer was giving for this stuff, well, they don't have the stuff anymore, but they don't have the cost for it either because the backer pulled them all out. It's not necessarily saying that they're in financial difficulty. Well, the stuff they have, they've already done. So. Like, I mean, older, much older titles yeah. than that. The That's thing is, too, to is if they them, did yeah. do a fair bit of dubbing of, let's say, a lot of episodes, for all we know is when the backer pulled the titles back, that they didn't have to still pay for that work, mm-hmm. that dubbing work, because mm-hmm. that was work that needs to be paid for. I think Funimation said they basically have been negotiating with ADV to have dub uh, continuality, basically, so that's continuity. the same people. So they're and, now, and, and, and we know they've been sharing dub resources yeah. sometimes. So, so a lot of the companies are. Funimation's but I, I think financial considerations are going to be in there too, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And, so they could be fine. They just have to scale back. Yeah, and certainly they have with the warehouse sale, with the big warehouse sale. Well, Did you get a free they, stapler there, Mike? They yeah. don't have a warehouse anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know they don't have a warehouse. That's that's like there's a lot of red flags still. As much as we like to think they could pull through, not necessarily. Uh, if they scale back to a, a position where they are viable, there's a lot of companies, Amigo, and even to some extent with Right Stuff, that are doing quite well with a very mm-hmm. limited number of releases. Stay within into your, a limited so market. Words, just stay they, within your limits. Yeah, they know what they're going to get, and they've accounted for it. That's fair. Uh, that's usually the big thing. And the problem is a lot of these companies, what happened with Genion, is they were spending far too more money than they could ever pl- expect to get. Their expectations were considerably higher yeah, than think, reality. Yeah, yeah we Detsu, I think, had all this money yeah, inside. They did, yeah, and we're gonna, we, I, I, I couldn't remember that. the and amount of money I that they had that invested. Line, so. and go, I remember that line oh that. so well. So. Okay. But, but remember, for the warehouse sale, just to put it in perspective, that was mostly, as they said, the peak uh, equipment and stuff like that for the magazine. As Terry said, peak. Please inquire. <laughs> okay, let's move on to... Didn't even, didn't even last half a year. You didn't even last... Barely lasted a quarter. Well, it's funny. The magazine people said they're going into the worst time to start a magazine because print media is not doing as well magazine-wise as Overall. the blogosphere. Yeah, apparently... And so you have to wait like a few years before you finally get your golden egg. And it's going to be a small one. There's so. magazines dropping all over the place uh, that just uh, the market's just not there anymore. So much is uh, thunderstorm warning in in effect here in the Mississauga area. By the way, <laughs> just so uh, everybody relies on online. Yeah, uh, the only by thing the time you get the magazine, everything that's in there is old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got to move on to we got to talk about Funimation in a sec. But As I have they to say, say it's all about the articles. It is. <laughs> one one thing we have to I have to just mention about that whole peak thing. Uh, if you read the. Uh, the forums on the anime news network after the announcement of peak going out is out. Um, I think there's a, like a couple shots across the bow between former peak staff and otaku USA staff. Just read the forms. It's actually pretty sad when you, when you read about it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, so the, so to the good news. So there's Funimation. Obviously they became the stars of anime expo last month. Um, Picked up, became a knight in shining armor for those who were left stranded by both the Sojits ADV debacle and then the Genion debacle. The Sojits was more of the intense was surprise. Intense surprise, but the Sojits was more. Sojits was just shock and awe, just as that lightning strike I nearly hit this house. <laughs> um, but that was more shock and awe with the uh, with the with uh, 
you know, shock and awe with everything <laughs> that happened. I'll, I'll, I'll make a note. We're on battery backup. So, you'll just hear some beeps and then we'll have to just stop the uh, recording for a couple seconds. Um, At least I'm pretty sure it is. I mean, Funimation, Funimation had a banner weekend, banner weekend PR wise there. They just certainly help themselves and a lot there's a lot of things like things are certain cer- seemingly are looking up for them i guess well but. they have never with them and never in their reports public reports they basically have said funimation was the linchpin in getting their profits to stay stable because everything else in their portfolio was losing money but of course, some of that had to do with supposedly, as you said, Afro Samurai and other. There, types. there's a few titles that are. Not hot, always. But it's it's the whole entertainment industry. You go look in the theaters, you know, one movie making three hundred million, another movie making two hundred million, then everybody else is like ten million. Well, I think I think it's, I think everybody's think going the gap, for the hot. Yeah, and on the topic of Batman Begins, I think the gap between number it's one. Dark Knight. The late Batman continues. Uh, um, The gap, the gap between like number one right now in the movie theaters and number two is a couple hundred million. Yeah, I think Dark Knight though had some special circumstances that helped Bowie. Oh no, there's there's a number of reasons, but for the most part. Now, because of a lot of the cost, and because people don't have a lot of money in the U.S., it's a lot of people out of work. Not they're only going for the hot item mm-hmm. they're going for that one if instead of going to the th- what people used to, to go to the theater and see oh what's on okay let's go watch this they're now going specifically for that one yeah. hot movie yeah. mm-hmm. and that's all they're watching and you see in that even in the, the rentals uh at the, the video stores you know these titles doing huge rentals and everything else is just dropping yeah. below mm-hmm. and then and, they and then, want just and the, the ones big that one. aren't, aren't doing that well rental wise are going to be fire sailed pretty fast yeah mm-hmm. uh, Enchanted, for reference, because you tried to get me on, because you show, show, uh, showed me Enchanted, and I liked it enough to try to find my own copy. I had trouble finding that. Well, I bought uh, the a lot of it is because nobody's stocking anything anymore. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of the, if you go to even uh, Best Buy and all that, a lot of the titles that are on their shelf is the ones that didn't sell mm-hmm. out immediately. They're not restocking. Once it's gone, it's gone. You'll There's have to just wait too much. A while, if at all. There's just too much stuff going through them now that they just can't stock at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only real source for wide variety is online. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's not just in videos, it's in books and with everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to the big bookstores and they've got tons of copies of particular titles you know, in five different mm-hmm. places in the store. But a lot of the stuff you can't find. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, okay. So... I mean, okay, so back to Funimation as we continue with it, as we like go back, go back to on track here. Um, like, I mean, okay, so so Funimation's credit, PR wise, they did a great, a great weekend. They'll, you know, single wise, they can fin- they'll try and finish up whatever was stranded for on the both Genion and the ADV side. So well, it seems. remember that Genion is still releasing. Funimation is just doing what ADV. Oh no, I know. We, we, we know. We, we, we they're, they're, that they're continuing, but we're the still thing going though that that's line. surprising uh, with that is how fast they're going. It's like a six-week yeah. release schedule. We're, about, we're, we're only well, weeks away from the first of those of the returning. Well, there's a lot of that stuff is not carved in stone. Uh, Navari here in Canada still has no plans, no idea what they're going to be doing with any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So everything in Canada is still up in the air. It's only in the U.S. that they have at least some idea what they're doing. <laughs> a lot of the stuff that we're seeing in the, the catalogs and in the orders and all that are all still somewhat speculative. Oh, yeah. It's, there's no c- clear indication coming out from uh, Funimation on a lot of the stuff. Well, except yeah. for just release dates, just known release dates. Like well, you said, s- Canon, and then a couple, a handful for of Genions. a few of them. Yeah. No, all the Genions, basically. All, all, the, all the stranded Genions? Yep, all the stranded Genions. It okay. looks like they want to finish up all the stranded Genions, most of them by the end of the year, and then they might start the new ones in the new year, and who knows, it could be. But then at that point, it could be. It's, then I said, then titles that have yet to get off the ground. Both well, a lot of the stuff we'll they see. can do very quickly because it's already done. Some it of it, already it's already done. Job was yeah. already finished. Yep. Uh, in some cases, the even the masters were already done. Mm-hmm. All all and if they just paid out stuff. a little bit of money mm-hmm. to Genion or ADV for the masters, Funimation's timing is impeccable with a lot of these titles because all they ended essentially what they ended up getting was the box rights. 
So, but one last thing, and uh, there's like just because uh, just because this has happened, remember the old phrase: nothing is just ever good or bad. There's there's a downside to this. We talked about it yesterday. We were wondering: okay, Funimation seems to be on the verge of a, mono- of a monopoly. Is this good or bad? I mean, how good? Or obviously, it's there's give and take, but there's it's not all. I'd it's... rather not it be all in the hands of one company. And Funimation for the for the retailer is not the the lowest uh, wholesaler uh, they're, they're one of the more expensive and wholesale costs other than the big mainstream companies for a lot of stores mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's going to cost a little bit more for a lot of these titles to the stores now whether it's going to be reflected in the prices for the consumer that's remains to be seen yeah. so James I know you might want to have a thought a stab at it just before we go on break um, there's not like really much I can say because all the prices and everything are basically going to be the same from what we were told. And even the Genion ones, some of the ones that were just completed are being put into box like Ergo Proxy, uh, um, even uh, fit, the first day. Yep. Uh, Shanna. Shanna. Yeah, and for then, the most part, they were due about this yep. time for a box but set anyway. The nice thing. Uh, well, with the holidays coming. Yeah. The nice thing as well as we said is that they're not doing, okay, we're going to start from the uh, first volume. We're going to start no, re-releasing we, from where it left off and then put into the market as, some of the extras from the previous volumes that were already mm-hmm. released. As far as I know, the only ones they're doing individually are the ones that weren't completed. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If they were completed, then it's just it's box the box sets. Yeah. And, that's, and just to end, this, end off the segment, just one final thought. Um, not everything was perfect with, with Funimation. Everything, and, and they had you know one or two titles that maybe they haven't exactly handled well, and they did regard at the end, or in all of that, uh, Kodocha. Kodocha Vir- uh, Viridian boxes came out, I think, this week. We're, st- we're set to street this week. Um, they're still, and despite the constant line that we hear that they're not willing to continue, there's rumor, or there seems to be a thought that they still in the end would like to save it. Uh, the only thing I'll say about from uh, about it is with the Viridians on sale. I don't know if it's worth buying, knowing that you there's still you still might be left hanging, just like everything else. And I know Adam will be will be thinking about that too. Uh, if I remember right, at that point that we have released, there is a the major storyline does kind mm-hmm. of end. It mm-hmm. starts up a new kind of storyline after that. So you're right. You can stop that that point and still feel reasonably satisfied. You're but not. You're side. not left at a cliffhanger. Or yeah, but the other like side that. is, you know, there. A lot of people know there's more. Yeah, know so. there's more, but there's a lot of series that have fully, completely ended in Japan, mm-hmm. and you know, the story should oh, yeah. have gone on. <laughs> yeah, I think there's, uh, there's a lot. To and it. how many? It's called that manga. Is. Well, if you want more? Anime. Read the manga. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, although that's that, out of print too. I call that berserk. <laughs> And then on the topic of the manga, let's take the break. We'll come back with the manga side of what's uh, of the industry in North America next. It's the Anime Roundtable on thecomicden.com. And the radio program now continues. Uh, we are in Streetsville in Mississauga. Uh, Nicholas, Austin, Visser, and Visser around the table. The official podcast of, An- uh, of Anime North. Um, ask and ye shall receive. After a couple thunderclaps, I was wondering where the rain was. And during the break, here it comes. It's beginning to pour again. I think we had like... Toronto here had a record for the amount of rain it received in July. And I think it's in, and from what I understand now, it's in real danger of possibly breaking the record for summer. And I think that record was actually set a few years ago, too. So it's been some interesting times weather-wise, but that's yes. our climate change thing, I guess. Uh, to some extent, yeah. To some extent. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, okay, so let's continue uh, about, let's continue this industry talk uh, episode. Um, last, we just finished talking about, and well, as much as we could, about the anime stuff without really getting too derailed. Um, we thought we should get on the ma- on the manga stuff, and I guess when you really ca- uh, talk about the manga stuff, um, Yen Press is sort of we talked we touched on already because of the Haruhi bit, uh, and then how you know their thing, uh, and how you know how much of a big surprise it was that they picked it up. So Yen Press seems to be now on the map, if only because of one title. But 
And they're trying to promote their others through Yen Plus, their yeah. new magazine oh, yeah, that and just then, came out with Square yeah, Do we Linux. really need to do another anthology? Well, I'm Those get into the newsstands. Into the, uh, yeah. so, yeah. so sometimes it, ha- it has its own thing, right? In the yeah. end. Well, like Soul Eater, I'll just wait for the trade. Yeah, well, from a personal is... standpoint, but newsstands are still newsstands. Yeah, yeah it, it's totally. it's the only way really to get to some of the new people. If you can get it into the grocery stores, into the newsstands, yeah. into mm-hmm. places like that. Because otherwise, you're only selling in the bookstores or comic book stores. Mm-hmm. Well, not everybody goes there. And not But anyway. if you can get to some people who are just picking it up, all literally pick, picking, picking up, up their groceries. paper or picking up or out yeah. on the subway like they did in Japan. Yeah. The only um, the only one actually in the magazine that actually has a trade in the wings is Higarashi. All the other ones have not been announced in any trade form, so this it could be a while. Titles. Okay. Because obviously, if you announce the trade way ahead, people are going to wait for the trade, as we know. Well, well they all will I mean, eventually, eventually be collected. Will come <laughs> trade. Anyway, um, so back away from Yen Press, the two companies that really made the news, uh, the two names, obviously Tokyo Pop 1, we'll get to them in a second. The other is Kodansha. Kodansha USA. Uh, so after much rumor and after much rumor and much of it was, you know, a lot of people people in disbelief overhearing the rumor. Rumor proved true. Kodansha has will open up an office in the U.S. September. with two with two million in capital to start, and will be publishing doing publishing themselves of titles. And that's a shot across the bow of some established companies already, like Tokyo Pop and Delray, who already have a couple, who have their handfuls of well, Kodansha. I think Delray made mention. Of oh no, I know, I know that part. I, I mean, we know that part. That they yes. said they're still got their deal in oh, place. Oh no, that deal's good. in place. And well, if anything, that's properly licensed, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they have a license that's good for a certain time period. They, they'd have to break that license. Oh, no, I know that's fine, but out. it also so has ramifications stay. for the future. But the impression I got think? more, it's for the whole point was to bring out some more of the titles that nobody else was willing to touch, mm-hmm. that they thought had some potential, so they but thought, nobody else was willing to back. That's what I thought, try and, to bring some more diversity. Yeah, in okay, I see that, I see that. And, I actually and because to bring by it doing it themselves, they don't also have to share their profits with somebody it else. It concentrates everything, makes it more pure. I, and it also... Mm-hmm. And they can work with smaller numbers. And maybe even bring some of their other catalog, like books and light novels and maybe even educational yeah, books. You know what I the mean? It doesn't is, just and, have to and, be and manga. You went on the topic of how Right Stuff and Animigo know what they're, have their have a sense of their limits right now. Yeah. Kodansha, you would hope, maybe ha- is approaching this much the same way. They're not going to try and be overly big. I don't it's hard th- just to say a Bandai Visual looked like they were going to take it kind of easily, and they still managed to go through an awful lot of money and not get very far. <laughs> yeah, so... But, of course, the manga and the anime industries are two different... The, the look problem at is, if you're a foreign company and you come here, how well can you know the market? That's, that's, but look that at Viz. Right Stuff and Amiego have been around for a long time putting stuff out a little bit at a time. They've come to learn their market and know their market. And they're also here. When you're a comp- new company that comes here that you're not familiar with the culture, the market, anything, it's a lot harder. Yeah, and I, I, That's why it's usually it's, better to team with somebody. I yeah, think and that's, it was two ways. I mean, in, in um, companies trying to deal with Japan, we kind of got mm-hmm. that shock. Uh, I'm sure companies had a shock like that to a similar extent. Publishing, though, I think, as I was saying before, is a little different. The other thing, though, is they have been in the market with Delray, with that agreement. They've seen what people have been doing. And even Viz, remember, it's not an American company. It's Zueisha, Shotokan, and all of them together. They do have some experience. But you still have to wait and see how they handle it, what they do with it. Now, that said, there were rumors, of course, remember how they said, oh, are they going to pull titles and what's going to happen there? The only one that is even plausible and many people have talked about is Akira from Dark Horse because they said they were going to re-release that and then it just disappeared. Well, part of the reason that they were talking about re-releasing it is because the live-action movie is coming and they hope to tie into that. And that, anytime you have a movie coming or whatever, it always throws everything out of whack. Uh, I mean, some company can have the license for ages for a book, but once a movie gets made, well, now there's it's, it becomes a whole different market. 
and that changes. You can't necessarily go through the company that you went with before. Um, also, Acura is really old material. So it's it's already been done twice by two different companies. It's known, and once again, it's one of those known commodities. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, one other thing we have to mention about this was uh, with the Hokodancha announcement is the weeks leading up to that announcement because it was rumored on various blogs and, as I said, people were in disbelief and even targeting the guy who was spraying he that He or she, I don't know. Yeah, and that was kind of interesting in itself because... Like so many people are questioning this person's credentials, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, you 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 have a sense of it. I mean, what happened, right, James? I mean, yeah, it, it, it was really odd how when it started on the blogosphere in a comment section from uh, the beguiling uh, the manager's blog there, and then just morphed into this thing, and then it stopped all of a sudden because I think it was uh, Gia from Geopet basically set or uh, a geek from another name basically tried to get in contact with uh, Delray and Kodansha and all that. And even some others tried to get in contact with Delray. And Delray finally spoke up and said, we're all fine. We're all clear with our licenses. And so people said, okay, well, maybe it's just smoke and mirrors. But then all of a sudden, the press release from Japan came, said $2 million, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, okay, then that just got shot down as well. But from the press release, all it says is they're starting up. So we don't know what's going to happen until they announce what they announce in mm-hmm. September, what they're going to do with that $2 million. Uh, $2 million is just setting up an office. Yeah. Yeah. So there's still much to go. Uh, if you, you can go through that very quickly oh, if no, you set up a reasonable office yeah. in a reasonable area. And before you even start to produce anything, you can go through that pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So there's Kodansha. We'll see what they come out with. Uh, could right. be titles. Could be titles that are that uh, that are dying uh, on the vine with uh, with other companies right now. Or wow. maybe it could be a personal favorite of ours, there, Mike. Uh, you know, uh, Kawikaz. Mm. Come on, it's, 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 it doesn't really matter because they have tons of titles still that have never even seen the light of day here. Yeah. I mean, when you consider that, you know, eight thousand volumes a year get produced in. Uh, or different titles in Japan, or I said a month. I think that was a month actually. A month, okay. Or maybe you're a, kidding me. It's, a year. it's well, probably, okay, a probably a year. Probably a year. It's it's a huge Week. amount. I mean, we only see a tiny fraction of it. And there's some old titles that we wouldn't mind seeing. Yeah, yeah. And there's still bring in some of the, the old stuff that is on anime that people here know, but nobody's ever released here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On that, t- uh, just like a quick Dragon Half. So let's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to so the quick tie-in. So the those. quick tie-in. Doing a scan of some cancellations for the uh, for Tokyo Pop. One title that came up was a Kodansha title. Kendachi, the latest Kendachi has been canceled here. Uh, on the topic of ADV, I mean, uh, well, speaking of cutbacks. Um, Tokyo Pop has like announced some interesting cutbacks, uh, laying off various staff or break or ending co- ending not renewing contracts, reducing output to roughly twenty volumes a month as opposed to th- twenty five to thirty. I mean, let's yeah. go on and on there. Yeah, I mean, so it's dropped considerably. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, and we have to touch on this briefly because we're running out of time. I mean, there's a lot of stuff with uh, with. Tokyo Pop at the moment. Well, yeah, but we don't really know the full reasons behind it. Uh, is it because I think they've been putting out too much? Yeah, I think it's... Or I thinking, there's a financial problem? I, I don't know the, if it's the, as much... like. Well, the thing is, Tokyo Pop was doing fine at one point because they were the popular guys and all that. But once you start having the big guys, you know, like even DC with Warner Books and a lot of the other companies who are who tied Delray, with, who have are, big ties with the bookstores yeah, and, who are behind even are Yen big Press on that American no, no. companies you got Yen Press with Little Brown right and well that's the problem they're on their own there Tokyo Pop they're not tied to anyone mm-hmm. and basically he tried to branch on to so many areas they were doing anime at one point and then they stopped that then they started doing OEL the other thing, though, is they did lose and Kodansha to Delray. Remember that, and I think that was. At least Kodansha is Kodansha about to be really? Uh, oh, so, Kodansha! Uh, I, said, I thought you were saying Kodansha. Kodansha, sorry, no, <laughs> I said Kodansha, right? Yes, Kodansha. You said that you said Kodansha, but I was thinking Kodansha. Oh, you say Chow. No, but um, the other thing as well for another hit is the fact of look at the Diamond previews. How many pages did Tokyo Pop have? How many did the other manga publishers have? Manga publishers that were outside Tokyo Pop maybe had one page. 
Tokyo Pop maybe had ten pages. Well, the next Tokyo Pop is, is drastically smaller uh, yeah. with bigger pictures and all that. But so is uh, Viz. Uh, I find their pages have changed quite a bit too. Yeah, they've they used gone. to have a lot more little, mm-hmm. but uh, they're little reduced books, slightly too. And they've reduced. It. I think maybe there's. I think it, it, I think it all comes down to there was just too much product. Yeah, I think, and I think they use that. I think Tokyo Pop has been known to say as much. They said they didn't want to cannibalize their current stock or their current uh, releases. So you know they don't, they don't want to un- or undermine. The market mind. just couldn't support it, mm-hmm. and the bookstores just didn't have the shelf space. Yeah, and there's only so many publishers they can go to to get content as well. That's the other thing, and so most people just, want no one content. Well, that's why they're all going for uh, so some titles. Stuff. So some titles are getting canceled; others are just going online only. We're hearing a bit of that. Too. Yeah, from creators. Well, for a lot of the smaller publishers, to put out a book. They get into a certain group of people. It seems to be much better put chapters out online, have you know ten thousand hits, a hundred thousand hits. There are a lot more people now know about it, and then once you get enough chapters, then you bring the book out. And even if you only sell to one percent of the people that saw it online, that's a far larger number than the people that only knew about it through the bookstores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And then so it's to take it more as advertising. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it works out. It can work. But the other thing we have to talk about with with Tokyo Pop, and this is the more controversial part, is their pilot program. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like a, a legal a legal pack to sign away just about every single right, like for any would be would be uh, artist to and would be mm-hmm. writer who submits something, uh, there to get a contract or whatever, they end up signing away a lot. Probably almost. They call them. Oh, that's why rights. you got to. That's why you got to read your contracts and bring yeah. your lawyer with you. One, you don't have to sign it, and two, it can be adjusted. Unless the Tokyo Pop says no, it's carved in stone. That's it. If you don't want it, bring. that's it. So you really got to be careful. This is. It's not. It's not. It's horrible to hear about, but it's probably in the end nothing unique. No, no. nothing. I mean, we there's hear a lot in the publishing this. industry. There's a lot of the publishing industry. A lot and, of the music and could industry. be sometimes. It, you know, the preliminary stuff is, oh, this contract's really bad. But when you really look at it, it's not necessarily as bad. It's just sometimes the wording is being taken a slightly different way. Um, we had a lot of the things that happened all for some time with a lot of the websites that, like Flickr, where you can put your pictures on. Well, the contract says that they take all the rights for it. Well, no, it's just the way the wording is. No, it just means that they have the right to put it on the website and have it sent to other servers for the website and can be linked to. It didn't mean that they were taking the rights 100% away from you, but it was but just the there, wording. It's there for promotion, something like that. Well, it's, 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 it's just the wording out. said that they had the right to distribute and do whatever they almost whatever they want with it. Uh, I can't remember the exact wording. Yeah, this is but it weird, sounded but much worse than it really actually was. It's just it needed to be worded that way to allow them to even just put it on the website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard to like I mean, I, I like looking ab- above this, it's not easy to read and there's a lot of I, there's potentially a lot of legal ease. I guess that's a job for Adam. Well, the problem is um, one lawyer could say one thing and the other lawyer yeah. can say the other thing. Yeah. And then you basically oh, have to go to... You can have even between the same lawyer. He, You tell him to write it this way because we've had that happen. He writes it down to our specifications that it will mean what we say it means. And then six months later, something comes up. Oh, we have to go back to that item. Oh, no, it means this. But we told you to write it the other way. Yeah, but if I read it, it means this. Well, <laughs> read it one that way was between the same lawyer. lawyer. So, read it one way, it means something. You read it another way, and it means something else. I mean, he we had a completely different interpretation of what he wrote six months after he wrote it. All right. Yeah. You know, I mean, there, it's really complicated stuff. I wish I, we, I wish we can go a little bit more on this, but... I mean, uh, yeah, I Tokyo Bar's been coming so. back, staff as well. And yeah, but they have their... Like, that killed me, too. Their response to the whole... Um, Thing with the OELs and stuff like that and the contracts, those people got canned like how many days later and that mm-hmm. must have killed them. Yeah. They're defending this company that they're working for and they're loving, obviously. And then they all have to leave. And most of the editors that were first, some of those ones that got cancelled are gone as well. That's the other thing. Oh well. I mean 
Uh, it looks like a lot of restructuring, as we said, because they're split into two, yeah, uh, two formations, companies now the too, publishing so. and then the new but media. But a lot of this is not necessarily from the industry. It just could be from the country because companies all over the U.S. are laying off and restructuring in the, in this because extent, of all kinds of problems. Like in, the, in this end, like we said, all these things going on. It's not happening in a vacuum. It's all. It's like it's just a sign of the times right now. Uh, a lot mm -hmm. of it is just companies are having trouble dealing with the banks because the banks have all had these problems with all these mortgage loans like that have gone credit bad. Credit crunch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. and they're becoming much stricter than mm -hmm. they were before. And a lot of companies are finding that they can't get, even though they're perfectly viable, they just cannot get the money that they used to be able to get. The so market just, uh, things have just changed so much. Yeah, it, it's just a sign of the way things are right now. Yeah. And this is just our version. Of and it. if you're a publisher, you have to pay up front for the printing, but you don't get your money back until th you know three, four months later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you need money to tie you over that time. So they go through a lot of money through the banks. Well, if the banks are getting tighter, well, it forces them to be tighter. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, let's take the break uh, and end off with final insults in a couple seconds. Uh, that's when the roundtable concludes on thecomicden.com. Oh, look, it's sunny again. <laughs> that was a quick rainstorm. Okay, good to... Well, it's good to be back after two months. Um, and boy... It, Feels like we've been away for two months because we feel I feel really rusty doing this show again. Um, so once again, roundtable at thecomicden.com email address www.animeroundtable.com is our is our website and blog. Feel free to leave comments on both. Um, so and uh, you know hopefully new stuff to come. Um, okay, it's last segment, so almost time, for, uh, pretty much time for final insults. I thought we'd bring this one up. Um, a couple months like. James and I have known the Visser brothers for the better part of... Like, I've known them for more than 10 years. James has known them for more than half that long, I think. Probably. I um, we found out an interesting fact about the Visser family tree a couple... Like, about a couple months ago. Um, it's who one of their distant... Uh, who one of their uncles are, their yeah. late uncle. Um, their late uncle is a gentleman by the name... Is a Dutchman... Well, not, well, well he's Austrian. Austrian. He was Austrian. He was really uh, raised in Austrian, but he moved to... He married my mother's sister. Yeah, he married your mother's sister. Yeah. That gentleman is by uh, that gentleman's name is uh, Victor Kugler. Um, if that name doesn't ring a bell, if you've read the Diary of Anne Frank, the name Mister Crayler will, because um, Crayler, 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 Mister Crayler. So yeah, um, their uncle was one of the uh, was the original one of um, Otto Frank's business partners. He business, his business partner, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he was one of the people who helped hide Otto. Anne and the entire Frank family and another family during the Second World War. So um, we only I only found out about it personally because um, Kugler's uh, official biography came out back in, a couple months ago, more or less official biography uh, came out a couple months ago, and they had a they were thumbing through a copy of it when we when I passed by here, and we found out you know that was he was his uncle when after the war. Um, the story, as I know it, is that you know he, he helped. He was he and Miep was probably one of the more well known. Uh, well, he was he was more on the road. Uh, he wasn't working in the office all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Mr. Frank was always in the office. Uh, our uncle was more out on the road doing business deals. Yeah, so so he wasn't always there, but he was still kind of involved. Mm -hmm. well, and. And that uh, the famous picture of uh, Anne at the, her school desk writing in the diary, he took that picture. Yeah. So he was an amateur photographer, and so. he's the one who thought of the idea of the the, the hidden uh, staircase behind the bookcase. But for the most part, he never talked about it. Yeah, that's the one thing. One thing we have to kind of note about what happened after the after the Franks were captured. Uh, after they were after the capture was he was captured too. Yep. Yeah. And I only found out about kind of what happened. Uh, he was on his way to the concentration camp when the the, the British attacked the the rail line, uh, the and train. He and he escaped. and he only mentioned it because we were watching a movie. I can't remember which was. I think it was Tora Tora at one time. This was many many years ago, and they were attacking a train. And he just kind of commented that uh, that's how he managed to get away because they 
attacked the train, just damaged it. It went off the track, and he was able to uh, escape. Yeah, and, and that's he, why uh, he had a love for uh, Spitfires. Yeah, remember? Because mm-hmm. it was the Spitfires that uh, yep. were firing, and he always had a love of Spitfires yeah. because of but that. But otherwise, he really didn't talk much about it. Yeah, well, he told me that when I was getting my uh, one of my early surgeries when he visited me in the hospital. He told me about it when he escaped from the. Uh, he was getting transported from mm-hmm. one camp to another camp. And mm-hmm. I actually wa- at one point met Mr. Frank, but I was only like eight years old at the time, <laughs> so I barely remember it. So the well, the thing we have to mention is like he hid out after after the war. Um, years later, um, his first wife died. His second wife is your is your aunt, yeah. your mother's sister, yeah. and then he ultimately came, settled to, in, here, yeah. to in Canada. And ultimately, same time my parents did. Yeah, they and, came together. And eventually, he would pass away in 1982. Was yeah. it? Yeah, quite a few years ago. The most iconic picture I have of uh, Mr. Crailers is him back in in the Netherlands, standing beside a picture of Anne Frank. Or there was this. It's a, there was this picture of your uncle standing beside a statue of Anne Frank, and that's mm-hmm. that's the one photo that seems to circulate a lot on the internet. But it was interesting to find that fact out. So it's a quite a fan. That's quite a story and a, quite a family tree you have there. Yeah, certainly, certainly one branch of it. So I thought that, and I thought that's worth mentioning to everybody else. Um, but yeah, that was, as I said, a hell of a story. So mm, lots of stories from that. Yeah, period. yeah. My mother can oh. tell you lots of stories mm-hmm. too. Yeah, and <laughs> when, and, uh, and your mom and your mom is pretty much the sole like executor now of the estate or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, oh, there was her, much of her, her family. Her sister and her brother have both uh, passed away. Mm-hmm. So and um, he didn't have any other. Well, all all memorabilia concerning our uncle went to the Anne Frank house in, yeah. in uh, Holland. So mm-hmm. so all his cameras and everything, even the the typewriter that he used and everything went to. Even though, you know, like some of the cameras he had, you know, like a hundred year old cameras, because he was a collector of cameras on that, we just gave it to the museum. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. though he was offered lots of money for these cameras. Mm-hmm. But still, great story. That's a great story. Um, well, he said, you know, like, what else is, can he do? They were, they were friends. friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember, and that seems to be the line constantly used when, he, when asked why he did it. So, mm-hmm. But great story. Uh, okay, I guess. Uh, Oh, James, you have something. Uh, just to lighten it up. Uh, okay, I'll lighten it up one more, but you, you have something quickly before we go? Well, actually, it's kind of funny. Remember we were talking about translucent stuff like that? Oh, yeah. What the <laughs> heck happened? Just before, just before um, yeah, uh, translucent. Ooh, they forgot to continue it. But that's basically the line. Yeah, but uh, basically, um, Philip Simon on the Dark Horse forums came on, like he did for uh, Eden, and said, well, we had those uh, in the quay it was just that one uh what other ones bride of god and shaman warrior both those two are mawas and basically they lost the translators for all three and so he had to find new translators for all these including translucent and then they were going to reschedule them and translucent number four is coming in july of 2009 and number five the final volumes coming in 2009 november oh that's great so it may be long, but we will. It's, an it's good to be. It's good to yeah. As a, as a, I heard this phrase once, uh, if you're going to be late, be real late. Because if you're only a little, people are going to be pissed off at you. But if you're real late, people will just be happy you made it. As I guess we can say that for translucent. Um, <laughs> Other than one la- wait, is that it? Because no, there's the just one quick one. No, the the funny thing was blackjack. Remember verticals coming out with it, oh, yeah. and I found a funny thing in the previews because the previews have special editions for the first uh, three volumes. The first volume only has 15,000, sorry, 1,500, 1,500 coming out. But I looked for the second one. How many do you think they actually are going to make of that? How many? Give me a You better just 1,200. And I'm like, much. they haven't sold it yet for the first volume, but they decided to produce... 200 300 less and well, i guess they have high expectations the first uh, first well supposedly people more. are phoning them up emailing them up crawling outside their office according to their blog because they want blackjack so much because it's tezuka's third most popular Title. series oh well but you know the first issues always sell better than yeah i guess yeah, that's part of it too anyway but it's one to look forward to for everyone all right it is bi-monthly okay thanks and from a great all right, so mine goes like this. Two shout-outs. One, um, I mentioned this on the blog. Quick hello to Angela Jordan, who will be listening to the... Who, uh, by the time she listens to this, will be uh, nicely settled, hopefully, in Koryama City. 
um, for her placing in the JET program. Wish you well there. Hope to hear from you periodically, uh, personally, and on the show. Uh, we'll try and get her on the show uh, periodically uh, during her year there. Second shout-out is to Chris Orr, the guy at ADV who seems to be the point man for everything when there's bad news there. <laughs> Poor guy. And you know, if, if ADV ever gets uh, gets uh, out of the water, or you know, gets uh, on its feet again, it won't be Chris Orr that we'll be hearing from. So uh, tip of the hat to the man, because uh, he has probably one of the tougher jobs right now. Damage control is one of the... Thank, most thankless jobs in the world, and he <laughs> seems to be the only one doing it there. So ironies in there. life at Anime Expo when they were delivering the yeah. bad and good news. Yeah, Guess who was there? It wasn't just Matt Greenfield. It was, it was John, John Ledford, the man himself. Yeah. But of course, he had to do a pre-type statement because God only knows if it yeah. wasn't. So there you go, um, Chris. Uh, if you if you ever hear this, uh, you know we're thinking of you, man. Good luck. <laughs> Anyway, that's it. Uh, that's it for now. Uh, heavens knows when we'll be back. Uh, I guess the latest will be back in September, but maybe we'll be back before then. Uh, give us a listen then, and have a good evening. Bye-bye.